Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 21 in the book of 1 Timothy. We're turning the corner in chapter 5, and we've been uh, looking at the qualifications for elders early, earlier in the book of 1 Timothy, specifically in chapter 3. And now he's going to mention it again. This is from 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. The title of today is Those Who Rule Well. Let the elders who rule well be considered of, considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. So let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. So we're looking at more, more characteristics and qualifications of elders for the office of leader, elder, overseer, shepherd, and teacher. That's one That's one office. We call that, maybe call that pastor today or elder today. Uh, one of the things is, first of all, let's just look at the word elder. Uh, it does often refer to an older person. The idea here is, you know, you don't want a rookie, a new a convert kind of a person. Uh, secondly, is it's a person that's ruling over you, it, and that is their concern for and caring for and are headed over, set before you, and specifically, it's over you. Now, uh, the, there is an accountability with the, this role of ruling and shepherding and being head. There's a responsibility uh, there. So yes, people in the congregation have a voice and should have a voice, but it's in the context of an authority structure, and this is the person who, uh, you know, is at a, a, at the top with regards to authority, but also is at the top with regards to accountability. So it's a very sobering position. So we're looking at people that rule well. That is rightly or correctly or appropriately and commendably. The, the subtext is you can do this wrong. It's a difficult and complex job, and many are not even qualified for. So think about it this way. Most of the presidents of the United States wouldn't even be candidates for the, the office of pastor in your church or leader in your church. So the bad news is you can do this wrong. Not many are qualified, but you can do this right. And it asks us here to praise these people. So those who rule well, we're supposed to be thinking of them and considering them in a particular way. So their job is to rule well. Our job is to think of them and to position them in our hearts, I guess, in a certain way. We're supposed to double value them, the twice the price. So this is different than, let's say you had a golf coach or a financial advisor or something who did their job well. Well, this is the spiritual care and feeding of your very soul. It's the most important thing, the most valuable thing, most critical thing in your whole life, and in fact, in your eternal life. So what they're going to do is actually going to have some eternal rewards. This growth and maturity is for now, but it's also for later. So there's an eternal component to it uh, that uh, these people are engaged in. 
All right, so let's talk about the those, especially those who preach and teach, which is should be all our elders. The, the one of the qualifications for elders is those who who are able to teach. Uh, some would translate this: "Let the elders who rule well be considered of double honor." That is, or certainly those, or most assuredly those who labor in uh, preaching and uh, teaching. Elders rule well by teaching and preaching, and the office of elder and ruling, there is uh, no separation between those particular roles in the church. So in the New Testament, the role of elders is always connected to the role as being a teacher. There's no distinctive administrator uh, role. There are preaching and teaching elders and other people who are characterized there is no preaching and teaching elders and those who are characterized as ruling elders. So we're, the question is, should we interpret this passage uniquely and in isolation with the rest of the New Testament? That is, how many offices are there in the New Testament? Well, there's only two. There's an office of deacon and there's an office of, of elder teacher, overseer, shepherd, uh, teacher. There's not a third office of ruling teachers and uh uh, teaching elders. There's not two offices of eldership. There's not an office of teacher elder, and there's not an office of ruling elder. All right. So should we interpret this passage uniquely in the isolation of the rest of the New Testament? Of course not. Uh, there's no such thing as an elder who doesn't teach in the New Testament. In the New Testament, in fact, it's a job qualification for this job in this role. And so the question you ask about your your teaching pastor person is, are you the best teacher in the world? That's not the question. The question is, are you the, the uh, a good teacher in this job role, in this time, in this city, and in this, uh, in, and in this church? If the question isn't, are you the best teacher anywhere? Uh, it's, are you the best teacher here? All right, second point is in recognition in is the verse 18 for scripture says you shall not muzzle the ox when it treads out the grain. So this has to do with a financial payment. So there's full-time vocational elders and part-time vocational uh, uh, elders. And some people say that this is about with regards to the amount of toil that your elder teacher uh, does. If they're doing it full-time, then you should pay them as the, as the idea here. So part of the double honor is a, a respect and an attitude and, and part for those who are doing laboring uh, more that is more time more hours than the than the expression of double honor is to pay them so the distinction here isn't those who do and do not teach the distinction is those who who do it in a full-time kind of a way either way obviously this is a high call and this is the person you're going to call when you have a crisis in your life so the charge for all of us is let's honor and even double honor the people who labor among us. And if they labor full time, let's pay them. They deserve the, they deserve the wages. Those who rule well. If you're a person who says, well, I don't want anyone to rule over me. Let's stop and reconsider that. Probably repent or certainly reorient ourselves. These are people that God put us put there for a reason. So those who rule well, do I want a person like that over me? The answer is yes. That's exactly who we want over us. Thanks for listening.